What's going on, Golf Addicts? It's the Fortinet Championship 2021. We are the Tour Junkies. This is the betting preview. We're going to have a great show tonight. It's going to be good. We got the podcast juice flowing. I'm DB. I got Pat with me. First event of the 2021-2022 PGA Tour season. I'm jacked. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time, folks. It's going to be a good time. Uh, as always, presented to you by our friends at fantasynational.com slash TJ. Uh, so it's the one-stop shop for all you need. Am I frozen? Pat, are you telling me I'm frozen? Is my screen yeah, frozen? you're frozen. Am you're I still frozen? Yeah. I'm on Ethernet. What is going on? This never happens. Yeah. Pat, I why mean, don't, why don't I you don't, do the intro? I don't know what to tell you. Well, I went live. Let it so go. Let it go. Am I still frozen? Am uh, I st- yeah. Yeah, you're frozen as the as the, the falling snow on a beautiful winter. How am I still frozen? All right, if I leave, is it going to kick everybody out? Damn it. Um, all right, well, then I guess I just have to Oh, don't, Sam says don't leave. What do you want me We're to gonna do? We're going to have to look at your frozen face. Hang on, what if, I do, what if I do this? Can you see me now? No, we see frozen DB. You still see me? Let it go. Let it what go. is going on? Sam, what do you want me to do? Oh, he says it'll unfreeze. Somehow it'll unfreeze. There's no way. Oh, you did. You just unfroze. Yes, that worked. You're not frozen anymore. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm back. Oh, oh, I'm back. Okay. Uh, That was weird. I mean, I'm literally hard-lined into Ethernet. Anyway, we're brought to you by FantasyNational.com slash TJ, your one-stop shop for all your golf betting information. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ to get 20% off. This is already off to a terrible start. We had a great DFS show, great DraftKings show, really crisp. We covered a lot of Corn Ferry Tour names in that show that we may hit some of those here tonight for the betting show, may not, so you're going to want to check that out. We got a lot of stuff going on, Pat, this week. Uh, now I'm very self-conscious. Am I still... Am I, am I still no, you're good. You're good. Just I will let you what know the hell if you're frozen. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um, All right. In just a minute, we're going to have a special guest on and some so a big announcement for Tour Junkies. I'm excited about that, so stay tuned. Don't don't dip just because you thought I, I'd, I'd frozen and it's weird. Um, all right. A couple, a couple other announcements we need to get to real quick. The Nut Hut Listener League is starting over. Okay. Nut Hut Listener League starting over. Our boy R.J. Miller just won an all-expenses-paid trip. He lives in freaking California, of course. So we got to fly him. He chose to go to Savannah. So he's going to come to Savannah, play golf with me and you, have a good old time because he won the Nut Hut Listener League in the finals just a few weeks ago. That could be you. That could be you next summer winning that, okay? And it all starts right now. Everybody starts at zero. So get in the Nut Hut, $10 a month, $90 a year. What are you even doing? Let's make that happen. Uh, it's it's going to be a good time. So get in that. Start the Listener League right now, segment one, and you can get the jump. We, uh, we, do have a, we do have some changes to the content starting this week for the foreseeable future, okay? I'm going to throw a graphic up here, Sam. Uh, we are now going to have, hopefully this doesn't freeze me, we're going to have two emails from now on. Two emails going out. The Chalk Bomb is going to continue to come out every Wednesday night. It's going to be a little shorter than usual. Okay, we're going to condense that a little bit. Ben got really long-winded, okay? We know you don't want to read all that. So the Chalk Bomb every Wednesday is still going to hit your inbox. You're going to get weather wave, tea time thoughts, last-minute thoughts on Wednesday. You're going to get the head-to-head betting matchups, three of them that we want to talk about, uh, and we're going to draw lines and parallels to what that means for DFS as well. Obviously, you're going to also get the Chalk Bomb, the big-name fade that we think you should consider avoiding and reasons why. And, of course, at the end of that email, you're going to get Pontificate with Pat, which is really the reason most people open that email anyway. So you're going to get Pontificate. What can I say? It's hilarious. Get a laugh. Um, But now there's a new email. Heavy Petting comes out every Tuesday. If golf research were foreplay, after you get the Heavy Petting email, you'd be rounding second base, okay? You're going to get a lot of course info. Big big thing to note here. If you're used to going on tourjunkies.com, to get the 10 key stats article that Ben publishes, you will no longer go to tourjunkies.com to get that. You will go, you will subscribe to Heavy Petting. And then uh, we're going to have some more course info. And for the fall season, uh, up all the way through November, we are going to highlight two Corn Ferry Tour graduates and PGA Tour rookies. We're going to highlight two players a week, give you a little bit of info about those guys, what they do well, what they don't do well. 
so that you can start educating yourself in this fall swing event. That's going to be a short-hitting, compact email that comes out Tuesday afternoons and then the Chalk Bomb Wednesday afternoons. If you are already subscribed to the Chalk Bomb, you don't have to do anything. We're going to continue. We're going to send the Chalk Bomb to you, and we're going to send the heavy petting email to you on Tuesday, so you will get two emails. If you used to subscribe to the Chalk Bomb and you quit because you're a loser, and now you want to be a winner again because you want the heavy petting email, you have to go and sign back up for the Chalk Bomb email, which you can do at tourjunkies.com slash chalkbomb. Tourjunkies.com slash chalkbomb, or you can check out our Twitter recent Twitter posts, Instagram story. There's a link all right there. Uh, while tourjunkies.com slash chalkbomb has nothing on it about heavy petting, it will. But if you sign up right there, you'll get both emails. So check that out. It's going to be really good. The heavy petting email is also going to point you to some key content for the week. It's going to be a great email. And I'm really excited to see the, uh, I want you guys to see the header image, the header graphic that we have on the heavy petting email. It's fantastic. So again, if golf research was sexual, the heavy petting is going to help you round second base. Chalk bomb is going to help you get, get to home plate, if you know what I mean. It's very important. Uh, other content changes. I mean, DB's Big Balls betting card, you know, which was, you know, finished the 2020-2021 PJ Tour season up 41 units on the year. Strictly betting outrights at 25 to 1 or longer and first round leader bets. I have to give myself a pat on the back there, Pat. That was my best season so far. Uh, that continues to be free on tourjunkies.com. Drops every Wednesday. Marcus, uh, Crazy Marcus's LPGA Tour content is going to drop whenever there's an LPGA event. And our boy AC is going to recap the podcast, give you some picks from the podcast if you missed it, and preview the event fully. That will also hit on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, kind of. The 10 Key Stats article is moving from tourjunkies.com, so take note of that. And other than that, man, it's going to be a good time next week. We're going to have a Ryder Cup show on Wednesday night. It's going to be live. Not sure the time yet. You'll know. Wednesday night, Ryder Cup live show, previewing the Ryder Cup, talking it up. It's going to be a good time. There's plenty of Ryder Cup content out there, so we're just going to, get, we're just going to wait and do it closer to, and then we'll have a good time. Also, next week, we're going to be interviewing Luke List, who doesn't make his way to a lot of podcasts, but he's going to come on our show. He talk. also doesn't make his way to a lot of winning lineups. Well, I'm going to make you eat those words next week when he does, and I'm going to throw you under the bus. I already said that. And uh, I talked to Luke at Champions Retreat last week. Great guy. He was grinding on the putting green for hours, which we all know that's what Luke needs to do. So I'm excited about that. But he'll be on the show. Drop in a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, comment on what you would love to have us ask Luke or what you would love to have us discuss on the Ryder Cup. We need, we need some ideas. So if you're watching on YouTube, put that in the comments. And if you're uh, watching live, wait till it's over, then put it in the comments. If you, don't have, if you can't think of anything for either one of those, then just comment for the algorithm because we need it. And subscribe and hit thumbs up. Don't be a loser. Don't be a dick, okay? Just do those things. <sighs> I think that's it, Pat. Did I hit everything? I think I did. I think you did. You were talking very fast, and you had a lot, of, lot to cover. Yes. Well, I'm excited about the next part that we got to go. So we are going to get to the picks, some outright picks tonight, some top 20s. Uh, we're going to break down the golf course a little bit, tell you what you need to know. We're going to talk about some new rookies on tour that graduated from the Corn Ferry. And at the end, we're going to give you our let them hang predictions. I have one of interest. Um, but before we do that, uh, we have a guest and we have an announcement to make. Um, I'll let the guest come on first and then we'll kind of talk about what's up. So Sam, producer Sam, if you want to bring in our guest, our friend, TJ listener, Nuthut member, and sports gambling guru, Mr. Mark Hill. Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. Thank you very much, DB. I hope I'm not too anticlimactic for anyone expecting. <laughs> Everybody's like, who the fuck is <laughs> Mark is Hill? Guest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. TJ Loyalist here. Yes, TJ Loyalist. Uh, you can tell by the accent. Uh, he ain't from here, okay? Mark is based out of, born, born and raised, I believe, in Northern Ireland. And Mark is going to be contributing some Euro, Euro Tour DFS and betting content for us. We want to introduce you to him. We're going to talk about some of the details on that here in just a second. But Mark, first of all, give us a quick background on yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm Mark. I'm Mark Hill. I am from just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland, sort of Rory Country-esque. Oh, yeah. Um, although my, mm. my, my closest I've come to Rory, like, you're not going to get caddy info from me. You're not going to get inside information. Like, <laughs> like seeing him in nightclubs about 10 years ago Ooh. was about the height of it. Um, and I played rugby with Harry Diamond's brother, but that's about the height of my connection with Rory McIlroy. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, so born and raised in Northern Ireland, worked in the betting industry for 10 years, uh, largely working for betting syndicates on soccer, but always had an interest in golf, betting, DFS, and sort of COVID came along, pandemic side of things, and all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. Am I right, I swear? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> Shit hits the fan, uh, out of a job, and 10 months of sort of soul searching, had my what our now one-year-old uh, daughter born during the pandemic and sort of everything changed at once but always had an active interest in u.s sports uh betting college football american football uh, pga tour naturally so uh really wanted to get into this space and had an opportunity to work for a company in london who looks after six or seven books that are in the u.s so a couple of uh, books in colorado uh, we're just about to go live with two books in New Jersey, uh, Iowa, Michigan, heading up their U.S. sports side of things. And to be honest, like best career change ever. Absolutely loving it. It's the first time not being the better and actually working on the other side of the counter, but absolutely loving it so far. Awesome. Yeah, our, our boy DB, Aussie DB, says it's 256 in Ireland. Hashtag respect. Well, I mean, that's because Mark has to do... Uh, I mean, he just kind of explained it to, to you. He's he's working on the U.S. side of things in terms of these sports books that he's representing. So he's got to watch Monday Night Football, and he's he's keeping up with all this stuff. It, b- before we came on, he was talking about betting the Alabama line. Do you know how weird that is as a Southerner to hear it Mark does sound weird? Yeah, say he's betting the Alabama line. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, and the fact that I mean. I'm impressed. Mark has a college football, or like I think a college football helmet no. behind him no. in the in the like. You just don't so, see. So this, this is going to probably shock you, but we have a, a national league in Ireland for American football. And what? I play for one of the teams that plays in the top flight of the American football league in Ireland. So that is my Craig Avon Cowboys helmet in the background. Uh, we are a team That's from, awesome. from Northern Ireland that play in the All-Ireland Football League. So, yeah. Huh. How about uh, them Cowboys from Ireland? I yes. am impressed. Like that, yeah. I am impressed. Ireland's, Ireland's team. So, uh, Mark, uh, you know... 12 or t- 10 plus years experience kind of working on both sides of the sports book, like working as a, you know, as a content provider and handicapping and trying to, you know, trying to help win people money, betting various different sports and, and also working uh, alongside some of the sports books and, um, and working through lines and things like that. So fantastic stuff. I'm frozen again, mother, father. Okay. Um, but Mark, tell us a little bit about the plans for what you're going to be doing for tour junkies. So the big thing, well, outside of being introduced to yourself being frozen and Pat singing along to Frozen <laughs> in the background, that was sort of a nice icebreaker for me. But uh, yeah, on my side of things, it's, it's literally trying to broaden the horizon for tour junkies into the European tour. Uh, we've done bits and pieces of content in the past. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure to be asked to do European tour content for tour junkies going forward. Um, don't think it would have been DB's first choice, to be honest, because we had a guy in the Nut Hut who was based in Holland. He was green screening every week in DFS. Uh, and then I think DraftKings pulled the plug on Holland. So he got me <laughs> and said, it, it's fine. It's fine. No, like, Mark, you're the first I'm more choice. than happy to try and step up to the mark. But yeah, so plans ahead is to try and put out uh, Tour Junkies Europe on Tuesdays every week. Try and give you an insight into the European Tour. There's not a lot of US-facing content for the European Tour at the minute. Um, and a big hole in the market is that, you know, I'm a fantasy national loyalist, love it to pieces, but it doesn't cover European tour data. So I, what I'm trying to do in the background is scrape the European data, try and recreate as much as possible about the, uh, you know, the, the way the fantasy national approach it, and then put our own spin on it, put it in the, uh, the nut hut as well, try and give guys feedback, try and look at where I'm coming at it from a betting perspective, and just roll with it, you know, see where we go. Uh, we have the Alfred Dunhill Championship in two weeks' time, Dutch Open this week, Ryder Cup next week, and then we have a, a solid slate of European Tour golf until the end of the year. So I'm more than happy to roll with it, see what direction we go Tour Junkies-wise, and try and put content on a show out there that, that sort of services the, the European Tour and sort of raises that profile of the European Tour. So you're, you're picking up on, on even like the Brooks Kepka coming through the Challenge Tour onto the European Tour and through the, through the PGA Tour and breaking through with a, a number of other American guys that are sort of cutting their teeth right now in the European Tour trying to give you a bit of a heads up about these sort of guys that are coming stateside in the near future am i still frozen i don't know 
God knows. Um, You're, I don't believe you. Are. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay, DB. You can drop out. Me and Pat will roll yeah. here. Yeah, uh, we can go. I, I believe that. Um, well, so, so to note, Mark is going to start the week after the Ryder Cup for the Alfred Dunhill in terms of producing this video uh, podcast that will go up on YouTube as well as on the audio channel. So if you're just listening, you will also get Mark on, that, on, on the regular Tour Junkies uh, audio podcast as well. For this week with the Dutch Open, I know Mark's going to get into a little bit about that golf course real quick and, and help win some people some money, but he'll be in the Nut Hut this week, uh, putting in some, some information there uh, in the Nut Hut for the Dutch Open. And then he's gonna, we're going to talk a little Ryder Cup tonight, and we might have him back on again next week to get into that. But I'm, we're really excited about what Mark's going to bring to the table, and uh, hopefully a lot of you guys are going to engage with some of that European Tour content. I think there's an edge to be had, and uh, hey, you know, I mean, it's just more ways to, to, to take down a lot of money in golf. So, Mark, I'll ask you about the Dutch Open and a couple thoughts there and, and uh, you know, anything else you want to add in terms of the content schedule. And then let's hear your thoughts on Ryder Cup as well. Cool. So first thing I have to do is open up with the podcast tradition. Um, but what, what I'm going to do on the European Tour is pick a beer or pick a wine every week from the region. So tonight we are going with Hollandia. Ooh. which is a 7.5% strong traditional beer, apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, like so I'm uh, going to crack that open and sort of wet the dulcet tones before I, what, I kick into a Dutch preview. What kind of beer is that? Like, is it, is it a... I have no idea. It's not a very nice beer, but it's... It's not good. Yeah, it, it, it's probably a punishment on your end of things, but... <laughs> it's not a very, it, 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 it it's not a very nice beer. <laughs> is like, it a mean it, beer? It, it like describes a itself as a premium quality beer. I didn't want to go for the traditional Heineken or Amstel or no, something you might have heard of, that. so it's I went for premium. Hollandia. Yeah. Hollandia. Yeah, Hollandia. That, I can so kind of taste it from quality. here. quality. It does I taste like... like yeah, like it's seven point five percent. Well, that's it's at least fairly strong beer. If it's, it's gonna taste you drink down the local park, or you know, yeah, if it's yeah, gonna taste like shit, it may as well get you hammered quick, you know. Well. <laughs> Something like that. A couple just to warm up, you know. But uh, yeah, so one other thing I just want to add on before I cut into the Dutch Open um, is that I'm really disappointed in both you guys, and it's it's more that I listened to the DFS show and I was thinking I have got a name for you guys. For this week's PGA Tour event, it's going to be under the radar, low key, and it's not going to be mentioned. And it was Pat that stole my thunder originally um, when he dropped the name. And then when I was listening to DV, running through the DFS side of things, he said he wanted someone that was pounding fairways and hitting greens in regulation. And my boy, Aaron Rye, was going to be off the tip of my tongue and saying, guys, like he's 100 to 1 this week. Yes. You've got to be looking at Aaron Rye. I don't know what the transition is going to be like. He played on tour last week at the BMW Championship. He's coming over stateside now. But if you're looking someone that hits screens and regulation, you're looking someone that's hitting driving accuracy, you're hitting a guy that's top five, top six on the European Tour in the last few weeks, or last few years, sorry, on the European Tour. He's cut his teeth there. Coming over stateside now, he's earned his card. And, you know, in the 7K range in DFS and 100 to 1 betting-wise, you've got to be looking at some of those derivatives for, for top five, top 10, top 20, and hit Aaron Rye this week. So... I'm a little disappointed. I thought that was going to be my shining light introduction. (laughs) So full-on agreement with Aaron Rye. (laughs) Full-on agreement. I like that. Right off the bat. And the guy with iron iron head covers. With iron covers. Did you know that, Mark? I did not, but... Yeah. I mean, nobody cares about that. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it, do, it doesn't come into my handicapping personally, yeah, but if, if that's what floats your boat, I'm, I'm more than happy to go with it. Mm. So, okay. yeah, let's hit the Dutch Open. And this is, this is the brutally honest introduction to the European Tour, because the Dutch Open, if you go on to the European Tour website right now, every hole is a par four. Every <laughs> hole is 400 yards. It's a par 72, 7,200 yards. So what we're trying to tell you is that... You know, it's not like the uh, the PGA Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour even that has your nice course breakdown, all the statistics, everything you want to know that's issued every week. The European Tour is a scramble to find information and anything that can sort of grab your attention. Um, what I've looked into in the course, it's a brand new course. 2018 it was opened, uh, the Bernardo's Golf Course. Um, and to be honest, I don't have a lot of information on it. It's nice wide fairways, nice bent, green, bent grass greens. Um, I expected to play very soft, or sorry, start of the week, bit of rain, rest of the week, looks like it's going to play lovely, very little wind, and to be honest, it's going to be a very low score in birdie fest, um, where the rough isn't very penal, it's a course that has a bit of a linksy feel, but needs a lot of maturing, because it's only open a couple of years, um, 
So what I've tried to target this week is basically good ball strikers where I can. Um, and I have five names that I'm going to run through with you guys. Let's hear it. Okay, so in terms of the betting side of things, there are a few names you're probably aware of. Um, and like, be honest, guys, like there's some names in the European Tour you probably have never heard of. There's <laughs> other names in the European Tour that might actually ring a bell. And one of my selections tonight plays out of Sea Island Golf Club. So oh. hopefully you can give me a bit of background information Sea Island on this Mafia. guy. Yeah. Side. So yeah, the top of the betting board, you have Thomas Peters at 13 to 1. You have Brandon Grace in and around at 13 to 1. Sam Horsfield at 16 to 1. Thomas Detry at 20 to 1. Dean Burmeister at 20 to 1. But to be honest, I'm going to steer away from that range purely from a price play. Like the Sam Horsfield last week was sitting at 70 to 1. He drops to 16 to 1 this week. And that sort of gives you a feel for how weak the field is overall. Yeah. So I'm dropping down to the 26 to 1 range and I'm going to take the home course boy, which, you know, I'll say with a caveat, like Juiced Luton, not to be mistaken with Juke Take Lutton. Of the oh, I love Juiced. I'm a big yeah. fan of Juiced. So Juiced Luton is my first selection at 26 to 1. Juiced Luton, would... is it Sea Island? No, no, oh, no. Uh, I'll get to the Sea Island boy. Don't yeah, worry. I was about to say. No, no, calm down, the... DB. Just calm <laughs> yeah. down. This is the thing, let, like... let Mark do his thing. I mean, we're in the we're in the first like few minutes of Mark's <laughs> career with the tour junkies, and you can't let him do his thing. Just let him talk. It's all good. It's all okay. good. I'll just freeze myself again. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Mark. So, Juice Luton, listen, the caveat I'm going to say is straight away, once this is the other part of the European tour. So, DFS pricing has not hit us on DraftKings. Fortinet has been out for, you know, 10 hours now, and European tour DraftKings prices have still not hit. So, at the moment, I'm going to talk through the betting card. You want to find out some more about DFS and who I'm going to feed and, and back. Join us in the, the not hot for that side of things. I'm going to be very vocal in there, trying to give you some information. But on the, on the betting side of things, Juice Luton, I would absolutely be on side of. Um, the reason I'm saying steer away from DFS is because everybody's putting his name out there. He plays out of Bernardo's Golf Club where it's played this week. But the big thing with that is it's only a, a couple of years old. It's a new course. We're still getting a feel for it in general. How that is his hometown club, I have no idea. But he's playing this week. He's playing out of that club. Um, in general, he is in very good solid form. Um, you know, he's, he's playing at this hometown club and his big weakness is around the green. So the ball striking side of things, he's ticking the boxes. Around the green, he's weak. But my, my, my background or my thinking on that is that if he's weak around the green or that, that's where his weakness is, if he's got some familiarity with the golf course itself, then hopefully yeah. that ticks the box to, to sort of offset that weakness. So that's uh, Juice Luton at 26 to 1. The next one I'm going to drop down to is Shubhakar Sharma at uh, 30 to 1. So on recent form, I sort of, if we take Fantasy National, most of us are used to Fantasy National. We, we look at the last sort of 24 rounds, last 36 rounds. So I've looked at the last 24 rounds, and Sharma grades out second overall, and you're getting him a 30 to 1 at the minute. So in this field, in recent form, he's doing well. He's gaining strokes around the board, apart from around the green again. But He's sort of knocking on the door the last few weeks. He's hitting form generally. He hasn't quite hit the top five yet, but at 30 to 1, and the fact that I'm avoiding that sort of top range within the, the field in terms of price, 30 to 1, I'm more than happy to get on board. Um, next guy on the board is Marcel Sim. He is a German guy who came through the Challenge Tour, made the step over. Uh, I think he did play some PGA Tour events, um, but he, he sort of stepped up from Challenge Tour to European Tour now. Um, he's coming in at 40 to 1. And again, last 24 rounds, he's grading out sixth overall. So definitely one to keep on side. And then the next guy is the one I'm going to throw at you guys. Now, he does not take the ball striking side of things. But recent form, he, he's shown a few <clears throat> things that are sort of catching the eye. Um, and he plays out of Sea Island. And can you guess who it is? He's an American, plays out of Sea Island, golf course. I haven't looked at the field. So no, I have no, I have no idea. Paul Peterson. Does the name ring a bell at all? No. No. Okay, he, he, he's probably bluffing. Is C-Land he like Zach Johnson's <laughs> like CPA or something? Who's here? Paul Peterson? Paul Peterson. He has one, to, he has one on the European Tour before. He's oh. sort of been off the radar. Um, he's not, yeah, he, not going to be on the PGA Tour anytime soon, but he's sort of knocking on the door form-wise the last sort of five, six weeks. He did fairly well at the Czech Open, which is, or Czech Masters, which is a fairly similar field. So he, he sort of hit my radar this week that form-wise and price-wise at 66 to 1, He's worth a stab. Um, yeah, he, certainly some of those top five, top top twenty. Yeah, months. sounds like a DraftKings play too. Yeah, he's going to go under the radar because he's not picking some of the traditional boxes that you want to see for a golfer that's going to this sort of nice 
open course that that, that will sort of lead to, to everyone going on the ball strikers in the top of the field. So 66 to 1, he's one that's definitely catching my eye. And the last one I'm going to touch upon is, uh, I believe he's another American, Chase Hanna at 100 to 1. So this guy, if we look back a month ago, he was on an absolute heater. He was on Challenge Tour, European Tour, bouncing back and forth. He hit uh, six top 10 finishes, but he was playing every single week. And I think a bit of fatigue kicked in. So if we look back to the Czech Masters, which I feel is sort of low-grade field, around the same as the Dutch Masters here, he was coming in at 33 to 1. You can get him at 100 to 1 this week. So for that, it's predominantly a price play. He's showing glimpses of form. Let's say he hit those six top 10 finishes uh, a couple of months ago. He's had that little bit of a break. He dropped back down to the Challenge Tour. Now he's stepping back up. Um, like in that, in that run of form, he was given, gaining seven strokes on approach. And if you're giving me someone who has that in his locker, I'm more than happy to get on side at 100 to 1. So that's, that's my last guy that's going to round out my betting card for this week. Man, hmm. I, I just, I'm looking forward to getting educated by Mark and um, just hopefully picking up some things Mark says. You know, I want to start saying M more. <laughs> I want to start saying uh, he's got that in his locker. I think that's kind of cool <laughs> to say that. You know, I might try to work that in. Uh, that's that's good stuff. Good names there. I like that. I like the Paul Peterson play in uh, in DFS specifically. And I'm always down for some juice looting. Juice always draws. I'm always drawn to juice in for some reason. Yeah, uh, Mark, like him. before we let you out of here, talk to us about your thoughts on the Ryder Cup for Europe, Team Europe, and the and the final selections were just made. The rosters are solidified. And uh, give us a little th- a little little thought on that. Yeah. So the the big thing for me is that I think the European side of things were we're rank outsiders in terms of the betting, and I don't quite understand that. Yes, the, the U.S. card and, and your, your, the stable of golfers you put together are ticking the boxes in terms of recent form generally. Um, but on the European tour side of things, they're sort of ticking along. They have experience, and the big, the big difference in the European tour and the American tour selection is that we have three picks. The rest is based on the performance over the last year. Uh, U.S. side of things, we're going for six picks. So you really have guys that have shown consistent form over the year. Uh, my one concern would be that when you only have uh, three picks over six picks, you are confined, if you like, to golfers that maybe peaked at the start of the year yeah. and they're coming into this end of the turn or end of the year tournament and might not be at the top of their form. So Matthew Fitzpatrick, Lee, Lee West, we spring to mind where earlier in the year they were ticking boxes and now maybe had that drop off. But I think on the US side of things, you know. What we say disharmony, perhaps, in the team, and not said any stroke scanned home life or stroke scanned tour life, if you like. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I have my reservations whether it's a collective unit there. Home advantage, yes, but, you know, the, you look at the card that uh, Patrick Arrington has put together and plenty of PGA Tour experience, Whistling Straits yeah. experience. So I, I'm more than happy with the, the, top, the, the card that's put together. I would have loved to have seen, you know, a pick from left field like Alex Noren, but I, you couldn't leave Shane Lowry out. Sergio Garcia and, and, and Poulter's experience speaks for itself. And even on that, Poulter has shown some decent recent form as well. So I'm, I'm more than happy with the European team and looking forward to the challenge. You kind of look like Shane Lowry, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, I, was, I was listening to the pop to, or yourself doing the, the ad read for uh, Nutrifall earlier and the receding hairline. <laughs> you know, it's like... I can't even get those products over here. Us, us poor folk in Ireland are oh, right of, of hair products. So yeah, poor guy. Um, Mark, that's good stuff, man. We appreciate it, and we're excited about what uh, what you're going to bring to the table. Listen, I mean, I, I think you're right. Like, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people, especially in DFS, that um, you know, because there aren't a lot of great tools to really dig into the European mm-hmm. tour stuff stateside, a lot of people just avoid it. And, you know, you can gain a nice edge listening to Mark. You know, we're going we're gonna to focus primarily on the betting side, I think, Mark is, to, to kind of start things off. We'd like to see, you know, the DFS contest get a little larger, the, the prize pools get a little bigger. But the more popular this becomes, you know, the more, the more guys we get in there and fill up these contests quicker, the more DraftKings and, and the like are going to pay attention. So Mark's going to help us do that. We're excited about it. He'll be in the nut hut. He's been in the nut hut. So uh, leverage him there. And uh, I mean, hey, hey, I mean, he basically works on the American t- time frame because he's always watching American football. So leverage that and uh, take advantage of, of Mark being in the nut hut, man. We appreciate it. Well, that's it, guys. Like, 
you know, I want to try and put you guys as well, PGA Tour facing under like Sequito, Migliotti, Robert McIntyre, when those guys are coming over and maybe underpriced, um, you know, before they jump 2K and and DFS, try and put you guys onto those sort of uh, golfers early and, you know, try and sharpen the edge, if you like, uh, with with these European guys that are coming over. And I'm sure you'll talk about this in in one of the early shows, like just the the new alliance, what's the damn word? (laughs) The strategic alliance that the PGA sure. Tour and the European Tour formed. We're going to see more crossover here. We're going to see more yeah. PGA Tour guys going over to Europe. We're going to see more of these European guys coming over here. It's going to become a little more of a blended worldwide game, and so uh, I think that that's an even more you know even more of an advantage there. So, thank you, Mark. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks for taking some time. Now, you know you you, you can't go to bed yet because Monday Night Football is not over. So, yeah. uh, hopefully you're good there. Um, the the Raiders are hanging in the game, which is somewhat surprising as long as i'm yeah. still beating pat in our season-long fantasy league i think you are i don't think you need to worry about that oh yes i'm still uh, beating pat mark handily. we appreciate you coming on and we don't need to talk about the season-long fantasy league and uh you're the best man yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering like you're giving out about rj miller in california what, what about whenever i win the uh the not top next year and you're having to ship me over from northern Ireland. but I, i'll return the favor in 2015 20, <laughs> okay, 20, well, 2025 get you guys over for the port brush yeah you know, yes. okay well we make a do you know, that then we're we four years away that. plenty of planning we can get there we could strike a deal there neck the Hol- the hollandia to sign off yeah daniel wants to see you just handle that thing right in front of everybody <laughs> Um, I'm Irish, and you know you can. I'm sure you can take him down, Mark. Yeah. I mean, how many of those would you have to drink to get like, like Pat level hammered at the end of a podcast? How many would? You, there he goes. He's taking it down. There. God Jesus. Mark's embarrassing us right off the top. Look at him. Look at him. Boom. God dang, Mark. Mark just he fell into our lap, and you know we talk about checking boxes. Mark just checked all the boxes. Of the tour junkies team just Look coming through. Taking yeah, down I'm that, usually drinking tea and coffee at this time of night. Taking but, down that no. nasty Hollandia, Hollandia, whatever that is. That That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm not doing the school room in the morning in a couple of hours. <laughs> Mark, we appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks. We're looking forward to hearing more from you in the Nut Hut for this week and catching up with you uh, starting off at the Alfred Dunhill Championship. So have a great night, bud. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Thanks, God, Mark. Dude. Cheers, buddy. Mark just totally handled that thing that was that was beautiful man i'm i'm very inspired by that and he kind of segued into you know an ad read for me and i'm just gonna go go ahead and take advantage you know mark should be using nutrafol we've you know unfortunately nutrafol can't i don't know they're not shipping to ireland we need to work through that but you know you got thinning hair you got hair that's disappearing you know maybe it's some you got houdini hair it's just it's just going away you know it's it's all of a sudden it's here today gone tomorrow and you're trying to figure out what's going to work. And, and Nutrafol is the, that holistic solution that will help you get healthier hair and whole body wellness. That whole oh. body, that entire body, not half your body, but that whole body. And there's a lot of causes to hair loss. Like, uh, and, it, and Nutrafol goes beyond that. You could have, it targets stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, environmental factors. It all could be making you lose your hair, you know, lose that, that wig you got. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and scalp coverage without compromise. 21 potent natural ingredients also this is like an added benefit supports your sex drive and helps you sleep better and less stress all of those things are good talk about checking boxes and in a clinical study men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness in just three to six months Nutrafol is trusted and recommended by more than 1500 top doctors you can grow thicker healthier hair and support the tour junkies show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, to save $15 off your first month subscription, this is their best offer anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Sorry, Mark. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES. Thanks to them for supporting the show, and thanks for Mark for coming on. That was fantastic. Um, all right, Pat, let's get into this. You know, we we taught we did a pretty rigorous course breakdown on the DFS show. I say we just skip that and uh, and get going here. If you want to hear yeah. more about more details about Silverado, what you what it's going to take to win here, what we think about it, uh, you can go check out the DFS show. You should anyway because it was an entertaining show. I I got up and danced on the show. Pat had I won't say it because he he could. I don't think he will, but he could match it tonight. But he had a, an epic moment. 
Um, here's what I will say. In your previous winners here, this is long shot season to me. If John Rahm doesn't win, this is long shot season. Your previous winners here, Stuart Sink last year, 21 under at 200 to 1. Cameron Champ, 17 under at 150 to 1. Kevin Tway, 14 under at 66 to 1. You had Brendan Steele win here twice. You had Emiliano Grillo come off the Corn Ferry Tour as a rookie and win here a few years back. Uh, it, it could be long shot season. Obviously, John Rahm is here. We don't know why. He's three and a half to one. Wouldn't bet him. I love him in DFS, but wouldn't bet him. But I think this is a wide open tournament. Anybody can win, Pat. Let's, uh, let's talk about the top of the betting board. I want nothing to do with any of it. I'll be honest with you. you know, we, we break this down into favorites up to 25 to one to start, and I can't do it. I literally can't pull the trigger on anyone at 25 to one or shorter. So real quick for me, I'm out. I'm not going to bet John Rahm. And after that, I, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not going to do any John Rahm. Um, but if we're talking within 25 to one, I don't mind Kevin Na. At 16 at, to one, Pat? No, he's 20 to one. I'm on looking at bet? him at 20. On points bet? 21 on points bet. I mean, that's not bad. Still, though, Kevin Na, I mean, he's a winner. I like Kevin on DFS. He's a one. I don't like him at sixteen to one, but if you want to put him at twenty to one, which I'm looking at right now on points bet, I uh, I'm a big I'm a fan of that. I like twenty to one Kevin Na. I, I I couldn't do it, so I'm out on all. So you know, we always talk about the guys we want to stay away from okay. up here. It's no, it's all of them for me. So I'll make that no, quick and dirty. You're staying away from everybody. There's not even one person no. inside of twenty five to one that you would bet here. Zero. Not okay. even close. Right. I mean, this will be, right. you know, DB's Big Balls betting card, which is free on tourjunkies.com, you know, which is, you know, finished up to 41 units in, in the 2020-2021 PGA Tour season. Uh, that's a lot of units, by the way. Only betting outrights at 25 to 1 or longer, as well as first-round leader bets. That will be up this okay. week. This will be super easy for me. I, like, I, I'm going to have I, – I got a feeling I'm going to have a, a card with a lot of names on it because I'm not going to hit anybody up until – 40 to 1. And that is Harold Varner the third as we kind of get into this mid-range here. HV3 for me, I could get down with. This this it's the first name and the first number I look at and I'm like, okay, I I can do a little HV3. He's been in solid form, T12 at the BMW, T11 at the Northern Trust. I mean, those are two playoff events, super strong fields. I think he comes in here with a lot of confidence. Um he's got a, a pretty solid record here as well. Uh, make, making all the cuts. He's got uh, a T-17, a T-14, a T-15 over the last five years at this event. He's got enough distance, enough pop in the bat. He's kind of a total driver guy. The irons are solid. I think HV3 at 40-1 to 1 is the first one I'm going to start to kind of look at. Um, after that, it goes to Maverick McNeely at 60-1. to 1. Y- You know I love some Maverick McNeely. He's actually played here four times. He's only missed the cut once. Nothing to really write right home about in terms of finishes but i mean i feel like last year we saw maverick mcneely kind of grow up before our eyes okay he's a tremendous putter a uh, very good putter which you know this is going to be a 20 under 19 under victory here you're gonna have to go low you're gonna have to make some putts and you better hit greens in regulation i don't care about strokes being around the green if you're missing greens here you're done so i think maverick can pound greens in reg he can make putts with a with some of the best of them on the pga tour and we saw him finish really strong uh, at the end of the season. 16th at the 3M, 18th at the John Deere, 21st at the Rocket Mortgage, 20th at the Schwab, 4th at the RBC Heritage back in April. Like, I think Maverick has been close enough that he could actually get it done here and win at 60 to 1, or yeah, 60 to 1 on DraftKings. So those are a couple bets in that 20, you know, longer than 25 to 1, up to 75 to 1 number that I'm looking at. Okay. Well, I'm with you on HV3. I have him at 40 to 1. I think that's a good number. Um, you know, I think Sebastian Munoz is at, he's at 45 to 1. He's a guy that we have not even talked about at all on the DFS show or anything, but you look at his form recently, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, he had a, uh, you know, the last three finishes have all been in the top 30. I think he is a class player in this field. So you're getting him at 45 to 1. I like that. You look at the stats for him. I mean, they aren't all that bad. I mean, he's top he's top 20 in ball striking, top 25 in strokes gained approach. Also checks the box in uh, opportunities gained, top 10 there. 
birdie or better percentage. I like that. So I think Sebastian Munoz at 45 to 1 is a pretty good number for a guy like that. Um, I do like Emiliano Grio. You know, I didn't talk about him on the DFS show, but I do like him at 50 to 1. And then Mito Pereira, I like him also at 50 to 1. I thought you were going to say this name, but I got I can't leave him out in this range because he's at 65 to 1. But Taylor Gooch feels like I mean, we've seen first time winners, first time PGA Tour winners get it done at this event. Taylor Gooch is kind of that total driving young kid. Um, the, the irons, he's ninth in this field in strokes gain approach over the last 24 rounds. He puts well. If you look at long-term putting on POA bent surfaces, he's a good putter. Um, played here three times, nothing to really, you know, write home about in terms of a finish, but 65 to one for Taylor Gooch is also enticing to me a little bit, but I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you another gut, no. gut call for okay. me. Pat Perez is at 70 to one. Do we think Pat Perez can finally close the door on another event. I it's think been he so can long. win. I think he can win. I do. Okay. And Chez. Scott Anderson just asked, can Chez win again? I think I have I have Chez on here too. What do I think about what do I think about Chez? Let me see. I, there was something Yeah. I mean eh, he's okay. I mean if you're going purely course history uh, the putting concerns me a little bit. He's not a great putter. I don't know. I think I, I think in that range, I don't hate it. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm kind of indifferent with Chess. Honestly, do you think? Do you think Chess celebrates at all? What do you think Chess like when he's at home and he's having a good round of golf with some friends that he cracks open a an Arnold Palmer spiked? No, I don't. And that was do way think, worse than the last one. Do you think that he cracks that open and he says, you know what? I just had a birdie. I want an Arnold Palmer spike. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you cannot say it. You can't because, say it. Because if he did, he would have the classic taste of some iced tea and lemonade in his mouth <laughs> with some 5% ABV on top of it in his mouth. That's what he would have in his mouth if he wanted. Can you stop saying in his mouth? If he wanted. Look, our boy Scott Anderson, I bought an Arnold Palmer Spike for the first time today. You should. Look at that. ArnoldPalmerSpike.com slash Tour Junkies. Go there. Check it out. It's some good stuff. You know what? It's a classic refreshment that if you're just wanting to celebrate those little life victories like Chez Reevee, likes to celebrate then you're gonna go get you some arnold palmer <laughs> spiked and that's what you're gonna do it comes in multi-packs Ooh. it comes in 24 ounce cans Ooh. all these things okay they're perfect for sipping throughout the day i'm not a sipper okay i'm not no. a sipper i'm kind of a guzzler mark is clearly can, a guzzler we saw that which you can also do with these you can guzzle you can guzzle these up but you got to go to arnoldpalmerspike.com slash tour junkies, okay? Or you can search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. But again, that's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash tour junkies. Check it out. Order you some. But I need to tell you this. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly with oh, God. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> 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 can't do Georgia. it. You can't do it. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, there right. you go. Good stuff. Thank you. Uh, Love some AP Spike. Good stuff. Good thing, Arnold Palmer. Scott Anderson says, good thing I usually listen to y'all on one and a half times speed on podcasts. That is actually a good tip. I, I think that's a great tip. We need to bring that up. I've, plenty of people do that. I do that. There's so many podcasts now. Like, there are as many podcasts out now as there are, I don't know, like, I don't know, something that has a lot of things. So to get through them all, you got to speed it up a little bit. Plus, we're from the South. We talk slow. We like to have a good time. By the time you get to the betting podcast, we've had a few drinks. I think it gets slower. So listening to the show on one and a half speed is better than not listening at all. And you still get all the information. So there you go. Uh, 
now we're getting into the bombs, Pat, and this is where I think the bread shall be buttered here in uh, in the old betting market. I mean, you know, if you just had to te- if you had to bet John Rom, maybe you just bet John Rom at three and a half to one, and then you punt everything shorter than a hundred to one, and then the rest of your card is that because that's a, that's a viable strategy. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um. But I do like a I do like a number of names here. So let's let's talk up to that one twenty five to one range. Um, I'm going to start with a guy who I didn't I didn't see myself picking uh, tonight. I did not see myself picking this. But when I started looking at it, I was like, wow. Despite how poorly he's kind of played lately, um, he actually checks a lot of boxes. So I don't know why he's not really, you know, the finishes aren't really there. But he's a PGA Tour winner, and his name is Lonto Griffin at 80-1. to 1. He's not done much of anything of late, but he is a PGA Tour winner. He tends to do well in this fall swing. That's when he won last year in, in, uh, in October at the CJ. Uh, I'm sorry, at the, uh, well, hell, where did he win? No, he won the Houston Open, sorry, in October two years ago. I don't know. 80-1 to 1 Lanto is just interesting to me for a guy who's been like able to that. get it done before. Mark mentioned Aaron Rye. I think you got to look at that. The best number I saw for Aaron Rye was 90 to 1 on points bet. We talked about him uh, at length. And then I, this is kind of a weird, this is kind of a, here's a gut, a gut call for you. Yeah, I think you mentioned a gut call here a couple, I don't know if that was last show or this show. I kind of have a gut feeling about Adam Hadwin. What, what, what's your first reaction when you hear me say Adam Hadwin? I was kind of on him late in the really? season this year. I don't mind that play. So he's got a runner-up here a few a couple years back. He ended the season, miscut at the Northern Trust. Cuts well on Poana. He's a great putter, right? period. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But finished 10th at the Wyndham, 6th at the 3M. He's one of the more accurate drivers of the golf ball on tour. He's one of the best putters on tour. I don't know. Ninety to one on points bet is the best number that I can find for Adam Hadwin. So I'm interested in him, Aaron Rye, and Lonto Griffin, and then I'll get into a bunch of names down here in the triple digits. But I'll, I'll let you take over up to one twenty-five to one. Well, I only have one here. Okay. Um, I like Rye. You mentioned that, but I do like uh, I like Kiradek. Oh. Kiradek Afabonrat. Coming off the year, the, the coming off the second place finish yeah. at the BMW Championship just last week, he is at 110 to one. You can also get him at 11 to one as a top 10 finish. Uh, why not ride the hot hand there? Okay, if you don't want to bet him outright at 110 to one, I certainly understand that. But you know, throw a little top 10 at 11 to one right there. I like that. Okay, I mean, I can get down with I can down with Afi Barnright a little bit. But I can get down with a lot of names here past 125 to 1. This is long shot season. So let's hit some of the outrights. A lot of these names are going to be top 20 guys as well. Um, man, I got I to gotta narrow this down. Um, I mean, in terms of value, Hudson Swafford is 130 to 1 on DraftKings, but he's 150 to 1 on points bet. And Swafford found him. A little something uh, towards the end of the season, 17th at the BMW, 11th at the Northern Trust. Think about how strong a field those two events were. Cons- and considering how poorly he kind of played leading up to those, um, doesn't have a great record here, but I don't mind. I don't care about that for Swafford. I-, I think you ride him while he's hot. In the last 24 rounds, he's checking a lot of boxes. So 150 to 1 on points bet. Grab that now while you can. I think that's a very solid number on him. I'm believing that Sepp Straka can get it done at 130 to mm. one. I, d- I didn't talk about him on the DFS show, but talk about a bomber, a, a Cameron, Cameron champ type guy that can eat on par fives, hits it a long way, actually putting decent right now. Um, irons are okay. You know, we've seen him go really low and this is a tournament where you got to go low. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little partial to Sepp. I, I hit him first round leader at the Olympics at 120 to one. And he helped take DB's Big Balls betting card into the positive for the year. I was excited about that. I, I like him a lot at 130 to 1. I love, we talked about him. We're going to be interviewing him next week. Luke List is 150 to 1. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think Luke could close the door here. Another one like Sepp, like Camp Champ, bomber that can feast on this golf course. He just needs a little bit of, little bit of magic on the putter, and he's there. 
getting really long. Um, I think this is kind of an off the wall name here. Well, no, I'll give you, I'll give you two names at two fifty to one. First one is Jim Herman. Not not quite an off the wall name, but an old guy. But we this is not a this is not necessarily. You don't have to be a bomber to win here. A lot of different type of guys can win here. Jim Herman two fifty to one. We just saw him win um, last year, so like he could get it done. Hits a lot of checks, a lot of boxes there. But Danny Lee at two fifty to one is a name that that got my attention. If Danny Lee, Danny can, freaking I know, Lee, I I don't want to play him in DFS because he's a withdrawal risk at the drop of a hat. But if Danny could he, just if everything he, risk, if he could play four it's rounds, not just a withdrawal risk. Like he's like. <laughs> every box risk is what he is. Well, if he could play four rounds, he's 24th in the field in approach. He's 31st in birdies or better. He's 44th in fairways gained. He's kind of a total driver guy. He can hit it a long way when he wants to. He's got a decent, you know, decent track record here. T10 here in 2019. Uh, you're just, you know, it's just like what, what Danny Lee is going to show up um, is really the issue. So, I mean, I, I don't know, 250 to one, is a is a bomb for him. He's he's got you know he's got chops. He's got a win at the Greenbrier back when we were we had, the first year we started doing podcasts. Danny Lee won. That's how long we've been doing. Yeah, this. he did. He beat he beat Kevin Kisner in the playoff. Yeah, and Robert Streb, I think. Also, two names. Robert Streb. Yeah, I, I'm just going to give you one name. Yes, we are Scott. We are interviewing Luke next week. Luke List. Yes. Um, well, I'm going to give you one more name at 400. To one, four hundred to one. Now he's, you know, he's also going to pop up in my top twenty picks. But Vaughn Taylor is four hundred to one. PGA Tour winner, thirty third in the last twenty four rounds in strokes gained approach, twenty seventh in fairways gained, twenty seventh in last hundred rounds putting on bent grass poa mix. I mean, hitting fairways, making putts, hitting good iron shots. Like that's what you need. So Vaughn Taylor. Stranger things happen. What if I told you Stuart Sink won twice last year? What if I told you Jason Kokrak finally broke through? What if I told you Jim Herman won last year? Like it could it could happen. He's four hundred to one. Obviously, I like him a lot better in top twenty market. We'll get to that, but that's it for me. Outright. Okay. Well, I'll add in a couple here. I like Adam Svensson. I mentioned him on the DFS show. He is a guy that won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's great at everything. Great ball striker, great putter, um, you know, driving accuracy, all of that kind of stuff. Adam Spenson hit checks all the boxes. He's at 150 to one. He's at 13 to one as a top 10. If you think he's going to do that, and here's the thing that I don't know if we've mentioned enough in this uh, in this show is that these guys that are coming off the Corn Ferry Tour can win right away. We've seen yeah. the fall. You know, with this fall swing or wrap around or whatever you want to call it, we've seen several guys that are come that come immediately off the Corn Ferry Tour and win during this season. So it can happen, and that's why this is definitely long shot season. Another guy, Dylan Wu, he's at two hundred to one. Okay, this is a guy that's you know he's played in a lot of tour events, a lot of Corn Ferry events. I think he's a great player. I like him at two hundred to one. And then um, I think that's all I go with. Right now, we we talked a lot of the Corn Ferry Tour guys in the DFS show. If you want to get some info on those guys, you can listen to that. I mean, it's tough to pick them outright. I, I definitely am a little more interested in in some of those guys in the top twenty market. Yes, a Corn Ferry Tour guy can come up and win this event, but um, I mean, is it likely? I mean, it's not it's not a great shot, but uh, it could happen. It hasn't happened since Emiliano Grillo won it in what like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. Wait, wait, it has what hasn't happened. A Corn Ferry Tour graduate. What about Cam Champ? Was he a Corn or, Ferry? I thought or, he won the, the year before. What about Smiley? Smiley was... That was before right. Grillo. That's what I'm saying. It was, it's been a while. I don't think this was Champ's... I don't think he won... Because he won the Sanderson his first year. But it was, he was coming off the Corn Ferry, right? No, he won the Sanderson the year he came off the Corn Ferry Tour. And then he won this. I'm pretty sure I'm right. No, there. I'm not talking about this tournament. I'm talking about in the fall. Oh, the fall no, oh no, I'm talking about this tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. There's plenty. Yeah, there are plenty of uh, first time. I mean, Corn Ferry Tour rookies that come out and, and, and do it, you know, in the fall swing. That does happen. Yeah. Okay. We need um, to get on the same page here. Top 20s. I, mentioned, I don't even see top 20s 
Like maybe I did. Never mind. Well, it's because you didn't look. You you did not look. Now I see them. Mark mentioned Aaron Rye. He's kind of you know. I mean, I I don't really. I mean, you you guys are smart enough to be able to nail a top twenty shorter than three to one. So I don't really give you any names longer or shorter than three to one. But Aaron Rye is three to one. He's kind of an early one I look at. Um, I think Adam Shank at four to one. I mean, Adam Shank's also an outright number I didn't mention, but he's 110 to one to win. He almost won one of the final events of the season. I can't remember which one, but he was in the running and, and I think kind of stumbled on Sunday, but he played really well at the end of the year. He's 110 to one outright four to one is a top 20. I think he's an interesting number. Swafford at five to one. We mentioned Straka five and a half to one. Um, Luke Liss is four to one. He's a name. Mark Hubbard is five and a half to one to finish top 20. This place is kind of built for him. Accuracy. Yeah, I like Hubbard there. Yeah, makes a lot of putts. I think that place is, that's an interesting name there. Um, Bo Hostler at nine to one. Ooh, there's a name. Uh, And then, yeah, I guess that'll be it for me. What about JT Poston at five to one for top 20? Nope. Why would you not do JT Poston at five to one for a top twenty when he almost won a tournament like a month ago? Because last, well, yeah, but even but after that tournament, we heard like he couldn't freaking figure it out. Maybe we hear something okay, different. I don't, I don't, I, I, mean, I, I still think a, a guy like JT Poston in a field like this at five to one for a top twenty, I like. Also, like Lee Hodges, a new guy at five, five and a half to one uh, to finish top twenty. We need to talk to Fleener about posting and we'll put in the nut hut. Because yeah, we'll this, this is definitely a golf course that suits him. But last I heard, I mean, obviously he's had some time. So, like, hopefully he's got it figured out. But yeah, he a was having a hard others, time. I, I think, though, are good plays here for top 20s. I mean, we get Kira Deck off of Barnett coming off of a second place finish in a very strong field at the BMW, I might add. Yeah. I know he's traveling, but he's at five to one for a top 20. Um, you also have, you know, a guy like, um, I, I mentioned earlier, Adam Spenson, he's at five and a half to one for a top 20. I think that's a good number. Um, so there you go. Okay. Jason Duffner, Jason Duffner, six and a half to one top 20. He's finished four straight tournaments in the top 30. I think he could, you know, continue that with a top 20 this week. That's my last one. Hmm. Okay. Let them hang predictions of the night. Ooh, I got a good one. Do you have a good one? So. Mine will be pretty quick because I've kind of already talked about him. But Vaughn Taylor at 35 to 1 as a top 10. Top 10 in a 156 man event for Vaughn Taylor. Seems a little weird. I get it. I, I talked about him at 400 to 1 outright, 14 to 1 top 20, 35 to 1 top 10. I think you could do a lot worse. That, that's it. Okay, here's mine. Proven winner on tour. Proven winner on tour, who's in great recent form, who always screws me in DFS. <laughs> okay. Kevin Na. Okay. Okay. Kevin Na. Okay. And if you parlay Kevin Na with the New York Giants, the New York football Giants. I like this. Who are a if you get their plus money on the money line for Thursday night? So we're gonna get this. Who are they early. playing? Washington. They're playing the 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 Washington Football Giants. F- football team. Football team. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. The New York Football Giants and the Washington Football Team. Well, I think it's just the New York Giants and the Washington Football Team. I like to say the New York Football. Team. <laughs> And the Washington football. All right, team. so if you parlay the Giants money line. If you line parlay with- the Giants money line at plus 155, plus Kevin Knott. Now, it, what I'm looking at, 16 to 1. I know I mentioned 20 to 1, but I'm just looking at 16 to 1 on this parlay. So if you can get him at 20 to 1 with the Giants money line, that's a better bet. You get forty about 42 to 1, okay? That's, that's, that's what I'm going with the let him hang play. I'm going to bet. Okay. A unit on Kevin Nada win with the New York football Giants. I just can't buy. I, I, 
I do like Kevin Na, but I mean, like after John Rahm, I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Why the Giants? Why are you picking the Giants? Because I think the Giants are better than people think they are, and I think the Redskins, or excuse me, the 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 Washington. Oh God, we're gonna get canceled. Uh, we're gonna get. Yeah, canceled. I mean, I guess I could. I see think it. they're not as good as people think they are, and I I like the I love the money line bet on the Giants in general, and then Where are they I playing? like Kevin Na as a winner. Where are they playing? They are in. They are in uh, uh, wherever Washington D.C. Wherever they <laughs> play there. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking the road. The road Isn't dog. Is it supposed to be called the Let Them Hang? Yeah, yeah, play? yeah, like, yeah. Are you're we right, supposed you're to right, like right. just pick an easy bet? <laughs> you're right. Why are you even asking me that question, you're Sam? Right. Yeah. Sorry to sorry to give a bet that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we shouldn't let them hang. Maybe we should just let them float. <laughs> Jeez. Put in the YouTube comments whether because it's about the same number, thirty-five to one for me with Vaughn Taylor finishing top ten. Would you rather have that bet? If you had to pick one, gun to your head, thirty-five to one, Vaughn Taylor top ten, or the Giants money line plus Kevin Knott forty to one. Pick pick which one you'd rather have. Put that in the YouTube comments. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Whatever you do, hit the subscribe button. Give it a thumbs up. Rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts, and come back next week for the Ryder Cup show. We're excited about that. That's going to be on Wednesday, September 22nd. We're going to go live with the Ryder Cup show, and it should be a good time. And then we'll cover every other fall event for the season after that. Don't forget to check out Mark's content as well. He'll be in the Nut Hut this week. And then the week after the Ryder Cup, he kicks it off on YouTube and on our podcast with the Alfred Dunhill preview from St. Andrews, by the way. That's going to be a great tournament. I'm looking forward to that one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green. See ya. Oh!